0: Welcome to The Commune Podcast. This is Jeff Krasno. So I've put in considerable effort to establish a sane and thoughtful voice on this podcast. And at the risk of tossing all my credibility into the dustbin, today's episode is utterly different. So I had an experience last week at the DMV, and it was patently absurd. And I woke up the following morning and made a triple espresso. I walked by my podcast gear in this caffeine inebriated state and without any notes and completely on a whim, I recorded today's episode, which exposes a totally ridiculous side of me generally reserved for amusing and embarrassing my children. And I'm releasing this silliness because I think there are two lessons buried somewhere beneath the covers. First, humor can be a conduit for the truth and Second, sometimes we need to tap into a different side of ourselves in order to free ourselves. So no more obfuscation, here we go. Hi, it's Jeff, and you know I'm not British you know i'm not i'm american but still i feel like for the first time in a very very long time the the door is just slightly cracked just barely ajar for some kind of hilarity just a dollop of levity you know it's just like yeah i realize things are still grim and dismal in much of the world but i don't know i just feel like we could all use a bit of laughter and it is said at times that comedy can be a conduit for the truth right i mean shakespeare had his fool right it seemed like a blundering idiot but it was always full of kernels of wisdom and i suppose i'm a blundering fool most of the time just ask my daughters like but there is some sort of truth that we can get when we laugh i mean you know i'm hanging out with my mates maybe having a beer or two and you know after a couple pints we're like getting at things we're saying things that we wouldn't otherwise be saying we're not walking on eggshells we're getting into the gritty and stuff and it's like I have this wonderful friend her name is Anasa like just like prolific I mean if you knew what she was doing your jaw would be on the ground She's a black woman that lives in Memphis and we talk on the phone quite a bit and we just laugh I mean we bloody laugh like just cracking each other up and we get into some serious gnarly conversations about race like stuff I would never say I'd be fucking cancelled like a hundred times if I said this stuff out loud but this is like really what I'm thinking and like she's all thinking kind of like the same shit And we're just like going back and it's some of the most honest conversations and I feel like we really get somewhere we really understand not really just ourselves but what's going on in the world and how people can interact better how we can move society forward if we can just have these really honest conversations and sometimes those are sparked by by laughter and you know i was i always put myself at the bottom of my own priority list i mean this you know, you may relate to that. Like, I never go to the bloody doctor. I fucking abhor the dentist. Like, I'll do anything that I go to the dentist. And I have to go to the dentist a lot. In fact, I've been going a lot. So that was a lie, but I hate going. And then I can't sleep. And then it brings out this sort of, sort of like panic attacky, hypochondriacy, Jewishy side of me where I'm just like freaking out all the time. Anyways, I put myself last. You know, I really just get carried away into creative projects and I just immerse myself in it, in them and like I just lose track of time and other things that I probably should be doing with my life. And, but really I just, I love it. I get so much gratification when something comes together that spurs on some form of connection and community as if like my self-interest and the collective good, we're one and the same thing, you know, and and obviously they are, or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, this whole project is somewhere aimed at getting to the notion that self is illusory, right, this isn't fucking funny at all, it was really what I was going to talk about, is that like, I'm not, I'm driving illegally, and this is like really bearing my soul, because this is, fucking embarrassing to be honest with you i've been driving illegally for a very long time like i haven't had a proper driver's license in like three years and it wasn't completely my fault i mean i moved from california i'm sorry from new york to california and you know, but I had a Connecticut license. So really this actually, this derangement goes back to when I was 16. 34 years I've been fucking putting this shit off because I'm always at the bottom of my own list. And so, like, I had a Connecticut license. I fucking moved to New York. I never really dealt with getting a New York license. I never did that. And then finally I moved to California. then my Connecticut license, like, bloody expired. And I was like, okay, well, I suppose I go down to the DMV. Like, I don't do well with admin. Like I just don't like admitting my own life, anyways. Like going to the DMV is basically like going to bloody dentist, you know. It's basically like getting a prostate exam for me. It's like I'll do anything not to go. I'll put it off. I'll be like I'm too busy, like being healthy, <laughs> to go to the doctor. You know, I've gotta get my exercise. Gotta make my green juice. Gotta get in the sauna. I can't can't like bollocks all that shit up to be healthy you know, right, so anyways, I go into the DMV, I got my Connecticut license, I go through the whole process, I'm just like, okay, you know, it's long, I'm sitting there in a bloody line for hours and hours and hours, I go up to, like, 15 kiosks, like, they're putting me to another kiosk, it's like a labyrinth, it's Pan's Labyrinth in there, anyways, so, like, finally, I get to the end of this process, it's been, like, four or five hours, and they're like, okay, well, ready to go, mate, nice job, you've got, you're like, oh, wait a minute, Connecticut, You've got to take the knowledge test. I'm like the knowledge test is that like Rousseau and Hobbes and Locke? I do fine on that one. No, no, no. You've got to take the the written driver's test. So, but hurry up. You you know like there's a line over there. You can just get in before the four thirty one, so you won't have to come back. Just get in. I'm like all right. I'm sort of dumbfounded. I kind of trapes over into this other line. I'm looking around. Everyone's got these like books like proper books with like highlights and stuff and they're like feverishly like researching, like cross-referencing codes and shit and i'm like oh fuck i don't know so anyways we get like marshaled into this other room where there's all these touch screens i get put stationed in front of one of these touch screens and then it's like these a litany of questions like i mean so absurd that they would never apply to any like human experience like Okay, you're driving a horse trailer, <laughs> a, ho- a bloody horse trailer. What lanes on the highway are you allowed to drive in? And <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm just going to play it safe, right? Because I'm never going to be fucking driving a bloody horse trailer in my life. So, But I'm just going to say the right-hand lane, which is the safest lane, right? Just going to be safe. <clears throat> Wrong I'm like, what? So you're approaching a school crosswalk. Like, at what point should you start applying the brakes lightly? 50 feet? 100 feet? 200 feet? I don't fucking bloody know how many feet I should start. I'll just stop. <clears throat> I get that one wrong. Anyways, I get through the test. It's 20 questions. I get four wrong. And you're only allowed to get three incorrect to actually procure your license so in short i fail so i I kind of wave my hand up at the admin lady i say can you assist listen like i didn't know i was supposed to take this test i sort of got pushed rather quickly into this line anyways do you mind just resetting it i'm sure i will do fine i've been driving for a long time i've never even had like the most petty fender bender ever nothing zero In fact, the the hilarious thing about this is because I've been driving without a license, I drive fucking safer than if I had a license because if I got pulled over, I'd be fucked. And that's sort of like the irony of the whole thing. I want to tell the fucking like admin lady at the driver at the motor vehicle department like this has actually been keeping the world safer me not having a license (laughs) because I'm driving at like 30 miles an hour all the time in the right hand lane anyways so she's like well I'm sorry but you can only take the test once a day I'm like, no way. I mean I'll just take it again. I mean nobody'll notice. It's fine. Just like cue it back up. Come on. Come on. It's like I can't. The computer locks me out. It's not it's like you've got a code, it's got a code, it sees your code, you can't do it. You know, it's just impossible. It's like, Oh my god, this is this is exactly why I don't like the this fucking admin, this bureaucratic admin. I'm a libertarian and I'm realising that at that point. So anyways, I so I have to leave. I mowed out of there. With nothing, with no documentation, with no license, It's kind of like crumbled up receipt, and I got to go back there, but I can't bear to go back there and wait another six hours. I'm too busy, right? I'm too busy being healthy, being a contributing member of society. Anyways, so I just kind of put it off, and then I try to make appointments, but it's like bloody way out in the future to make an appointment at the DMV, and then it's COVID and COVID hits, like, I mean, basically, DMV is a petri dish for COVID. If you want to get COVID, you just go to the DMV. It's like immediately getting a viral load injected into your arm, right? So like, I don't want to go to the DMV at this point. So now I'm just like skating through time, illegally driving. And it's really, it's sort of like there, there's a blue sky, right? And you're enjoying the sunset, the sun caressing your face. But then there's this bloody cloud, black cloud, over in your periphery. And it never leaves. It never leaves. So this is what I've been going through. Like nervous that I'm going to get busted. My kids are going to think I'm a fucking loser. Actually, they tease me about this all the time. Because they're, they're the only people that know I don't have life. So, anyways, finally... And then the other thing is like, I'm trying to make an appointment on the bloody website, but it's literally like trying to find a needle in a haystack. They they do everything they can to prohibit you from actually properly engaging with the bureaucracy. That's the nature of the bureaucracy is like, let's make it as difficult as possible for you to properly deal with us. So anyways, it's my sister-in-law that found a loophole on the website that allows you to kind of sneak in the side door and make an appointment, which was brilliant. But I, like, but I want to make an appointment like bloody far away geographically as if like you're doing it in Thousand Oaks versus Hollywood makes a fucking difference. It's like I can put something over there on those rural folks out in Thousand Oaks, but like the savvy folks in Hollywood, they're going to catch me doing something. It's a ridiculous idea. Anyways, but I did make an appointment... Out in Thousand Oaks, and this is all going to come back around at some point. So I drive out there. That's just this week, <laughs> and um and I get there, and I'm of course like i have been going. To be honest, I'll fess up. I've been go- I've gone to the DMV a couple of times, but when I get there, it's so daunting. Like the line is like like six out seven hours long. So I get there at Thousand Oaks with my appointment, feeling pretty proud of myself. And, like, kind of waving this little paper as I go in, giving, like, a little Queen's wave, you know, with your cup palm and everything. Hello, I've got an appointment. I've got an appointment. I can cut the line. <laughs> like, this is really America. First class. Everybody's different. Nobody's the same. Income inequality. I'm the Jeff Bezos of <laughs> the DMV. I'm going right up to the... Pro- of course, but there's no fucking line. No one goes a Thousand Oaks DMV. If I'd known that... I would have had a license years ago, but it's like two folks. So this sort of like pomp and circumstance of it is sort of like mellow. In fact, you get into the appointments line which is sort of like sitting in first class, you know? But because the line's so short, they don't even pay attention to you in the appointments. They're like, why do you even get an appointment? You're trying to rub it in? You think you're so hot with an appointment rolling up in here with a fucking appointment? <laughs> Anyways, I'm so finally I'm like waving. I'm like, actually, I have an appointment. I, I found a loophole. I, can I get some treatment? It mean, doesn't really have to be preferential. But I realized I was going to try something that would make the whole experience like illuminate for me and more creative and perhaps like accelerate the process because I wasn't quite sure I had all the proper documentation in fact I'm sure I didn't have the proper documentation because I don't have a social security card I mean by now you know like I'm a fucking mess right so I do have like a crusty like folded up Geico bill And like a passport that's also about to expire. To be honest, this is really the motivating principle of the whole thing. Because once you have like you need a driver's license, some sort of proper identification to get the passport. Oh, you need a passport to get the, private, the, the driver's license. But once you have both that are expired or suspended or whatever, then you're bloody fucked. There's nothing you can do. So it's like I'm looking at my, at my passport and that's like dwindling. That expiration date seems to be getting closer and closer. I've been putting that one off. So I got my passport anyways, whatever. But I decide that I'm going to navigate the entire experience with a British accent and just see how the whole thing goes. I'm a little worried that maybe then I don't think I'm an American or whatever, but really now, come on, there's tons of American people that are legit residents that have accents to I me, mean, so whatever, I'm just going to go for it. So like, so I'm like, yeah, Jeff Krasno, I'm here to get me driver's license. They're like, okay, let me check out your stuff or whatever. Yeah, I got my credentials, you know, we go through, like, the whole thing. And, you know, I get paraded to various kiosks and windows, but there's nobody there. So I'm just kind of like, I'm like on stage. I'm like putting on a show in this DMV because, like, there's 15 people working there, but nobody there, no customer or whatever, client, except me. So I'm just kind of like getting bounced between these kiosks, being this sort of, like, British tomfoolery guy, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh look, there's Jeff, there's Mr. Krasnow, and then they start mocking my British accent, and so there's something fucking crazy postmodern about it, like, I'm in there, they don't know I'm not British, but then they start mocking me because I'm British, and I'm just getting popped around, and I finally there's this one woman, Marianne, that seems to pop up, it's like fucking tortoise in the hairstyle, and like every fucking kiosk, she's like, oh no, look, there's a British guy, Mr. Krasnow, that doesn't British but whatever anyway so we go through this whole process and I will say I'm charming as hell I'm charming as hell in there I'm, I make everyone feel good I'm giving people compliments there's this one woman with this like really innate elaborate mask it's all bejeweled and you know like stuff hanging off of it and like I asked if I can take a picture I call her a queen I said my daughters would 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 revel in your presence oh my like anyways finally i get through the process i mean it's like having a baby i'm so excited like I, and i got finally after years and years of not of being illegal i hold this driver's license in my hand and i, I get this feeling of like this is what it's like to be legitimate to really belong it's weird. It's weird that I feel this way. I'm thinking about all the people that really just want to belong, you know? And like how holding something official in your hands is some strange sort of this artifact that represents acceptance. Oh, man. It was, to be honest, like it was moving. It was cathartic. And <clears throat> I held it. I was really happy you know, really happy that I had this thing and the dark cloud dissipated and I walked out of the DMV with this thing and I kid you fucking not, two people from the DMV walk out behind me and as I'm leaving and getting in my car, they're waving at me saying, goodbye, Mr. Krasno. Thanks for coming. This is at the DMV. (laughs) Thanks for coming. We'll see you again. For your real ID. For your real... Come back for the real ID. Real ID is this kind of like other fucking holographic bullshit, you know, that tracks you and all this stuff. It doesn't really track you. That's a a conspiracy. And I get in my car and I'm driving off like like I'm at a parade. People waving at me. That's it. I can't tell if it was because I was British. I mean, I, I would say, like, it's not a bad thing to try there's some utility to it but man it was like i came out the other side okay so there you have it my british alter ego thanks for humoring me by letting me attempt to humor you. If comedy can be a conduit for the truth, then hopefully we can all laugh our way a little closer to God. Feel free to send me a note at jeffk at onecommune.com. That's all from the Commune for this week. I'm Jeff Krasnow, and I am here for you.